Brewster can choose to receive one million up front or attempt to inherit the whole estate by spending thirty million in thirty days. Then the whole estate was three hundred million. So if he if he spent thirty million, then he'd get three hundred million at the end of it. Yeah, it's a lot I'm of money. Pretty sure I could do it. Oh yeah, I, I'm, I'm all in. Hookers and blow, baby. Uh, I don't think you that's must... going to get you there, buddy. No. <laughs> <laughs> For all my friends. <laughs> yeah. I don't think your friends do that much blow. <laughs> it's going to take you the first two weeks to find somebody who sells blow. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, no, 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 no. Not, 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 not the small amount that yeah, you have. Yeah, I mean eight ball here. Right. <laughs> yeah, Let me talk right. to your uh, boss's boss's boss. Sure. Yeah. Your you go straight to the top. Boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just speak with your manager. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I don't just want some cocaine. I want all the I cocaine. I want all the cocaine. <laughs> I think uh, what you heard was that I wanted a lot of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Yeah, so just prepare to. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch and unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Unbeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 428, coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to chat about the new Pacers lineups, uh, Aaron Holiday's future, and what's going on with uh, Miles Turner. Plus, we'll have a stat of the week, play another uh, play another game, and we're going to answer an undegoogleable. Joining me this week are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like butter toast. First, from Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? It's Thirsty Thursday and trade deadline day in the NBA. So drink up. From Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Good to have you uh, in the house today. we got a lot to, to, uh, to talk about. Um, before we get into it, I want to remind you that you can support us anytime you shop at Amazon. If you just go to the referral link in the show notes or theunabeatables.com slash Amazon. Uh, any shopping you do kicks a small percentage of it back to us and helps support what we do. So, gentlemen, we now have uh, uh, potentially what should be our, our sort of final lineup uh, heading into the second half of the season uh, with Victor Oladipo back. It's shaken things up a bit. Um, we've had some, you know, it's great to have him back, but it's it's uh, 
changed the dynamic up, and a lot of guys have not played together. You know, we had a lot of turnover from last year to this year, and uh, a lot of these guys just have not played together. Um, so between that and uh, uh, some of the players, uh, one of them being Aaron Holiday, not seeing uh, as many minutes, zero uh, minutes sometimes. Um, uh, what are we What are we looking for to fix this lineup, or, or what, what do we want to see uh, coming into the second half of the year to, to get the, the ship righted? Um, and what are we going to do with these good players that aren't getting minutes? Harp, I know you're a big Holiday fan. Uh, you don't like seeing the uh, the DNP next to his uh, name in the box score, right? I, I I really don't. I mean, he's a young kid. He's got a ton of talent. He's having a good season. I mean. Uh, shooting the ball well from three. He's actually shooting better from three than he is off the floor this season. Um, and I think both of those things continue to improve. He's a project, um, but he's just he's got so much upside. And I feel like he played well enough to earn himself some minutes, even with the return of Victor Oladipo. So I don't like the early signs of what the rest of his season is going to look like. And, I, and I'm concerned like I was last season and for the first part of this season that we're not investing in him the way that we need to be in order to get him where he can go. Um, now, that said... I, get, I agree with you 100%, but w- w- where does that come from? What do you mean? Where do the minutes come from? Mm-hmm. Well, and and so, you know, I, I understand Nate's conundrum here, right? We're not... We're trying to integrate a new guy, and that's normal, right? And we're trying to f- sort of force these guys onto the floor so that we can write some of the offensive woes that we've already seen out of this team since Vic's been back, right? So uh, I, th- I think Colson said uh, last show that these guys look like strangers on the court together. And, and some of that's normal, right? I mean, we're getting our best player back, and it takes a little time to figure out how those pieces fit together, especially since we have an all-star out there now. I mean, Demonis has been our best player all this year. Um, so the, there are a lot of moving parts. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's going to be something that we probably struggle with. But the, but the answer is not zero minutes. Where do they come from? It's probably split up a little bit, you know, between – you know, Lamb and Holiday. Right now, we don't know how long T.J. Warren's going to be out, so there's going to be a few more minutes floating around out there. Uh, but we've got some really good young players, and you know, as much as consistency on the floor is great, um, you know, I continue to argue that getting young players on the floor in NBA playoff ga- or NBA games is really important to their development, and failure to do so will have consequences that we're not going to like. Yeah, Harper, you mentioned uh, that he's a little bit of a project. I mean, I, I agree that he's young, but I'm not sure how much of a project he is at this point. I mean, the guy's the second uh, leading three-point percentage on our team. He's unafraid of the moment. He's hit big shots for us all this season. Um, he's a willing passer. He's, uh, you know, I, he's just an asset on the floor. Um, and, you know, we had speculated that he's playing so well that you can't keep him off the floor. And I guess we were wrong on that. Show what you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, you know. Um, you know. Speaking to this lineup, that that you know, um, this offense that seems a little um, like strangers. You're right. That is uh, expected. 
Um, you know, with Oladipo coming back, he is um, a guy that wants to fit in and wants to help the team and not come in with an attitude where he's like, I'm the guy and I need to take all the shots. That's not who he is. Um, but he is, um, you know, our best player. Um, he's our team leader. And he's a confident player. And he's going to want to shoot those shots. Um, and he's going to want to take the, uh, you know, the best offensive player on the other team uh, on the defensive end. And um, he's going to want a lot of minutes. And all of that's fine because he is our best player and our, and our emotional, spiritual leader. Um, that makes adjustments for everybody down the line, right? Brogdon's been our closer He'll still have opportunities to do that because Victor can't do it all the time. Um, but you know he takes a step back in that role. Um, you know Warren has been, you know, outside of Sabonis, our our biggest shot getter. You know the guy who's been scoring the most for us, and that means probably less shots for him. Um, Jeremy Lamb's got to move to the bench. Um, all of these things, of course, are going to take time because that bench unit was playing incredibly well together, which was McConnell. Uh, Aaron Holiday, McDermott, Justin Holiday, and then usually Sabonis at that center position. Um, I think they were, that that five man lineup was one of the top ten in the NBA for five man lineups uh, as far as plus minus goes. Um, by throwing Jeremy Lamb in there, you're throwing off that rhythm. And so I agree with you. I'm not sure the solution is just cutting out Aaron Holiday. These things are going to take time. Everybody's got to make an adjustment, um, but. I just I can't you know I can't believe that this is the only answer. <laughs> but I mean certainly it's tricky, right? I mean you know, we 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 can sit here and say well Victor Oladipo is our best player and he has been that over the course of the past you know, 2 years when he's been available. But he's still working back into game shape. Our, our best player is Demonis Sabonis. Yeah. And on the trajectory it's on, even if Victor returns to the form he was in previously, I mean, I mean, he's making a real run at being our best player, right? And yeah, we it, run our offense through him at that point. And it's, uh, you know, and when it's going well. And it's working. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, sure. he's an all-star for a reason. I mean, this guy's, a you know, quickly becoming a legit triple-dub threat out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that, that's an adjustment for Vic as well, right? Um, and I know Sabonis isn't going to be, you know, a ball hogger, a guy that demands the ball all the time. But, uh, again, it's just another adjustment that needs to be made. Um, I don't know. I, my, my thing with Nate is that, you know, his guys are always on the floor, right? He's just going to settle in on a lineup and he's going to stick with it, right? And he doesn't have a lot of malleability there. And we've seen it before, and I assume that we're going to see it here too. And that means that, you know, Justin Holiday having a career year and Aaron Holiday, uh, you know, improving every game, you know, these guys are going to get lost in the road. Yeah. You know, I, I think that um, Nate, in general, it seems, has made kept guys ready, sort of made clear to them what their roles are. And so when there's been injuries, you know, these guys that don't see the floor, you know, Jakar Sampson's, um, you know, Edmund Sumner's have been able to come in, uh, step in. Goga, you know, the rookie. Um, you never know when you're going to get minutes, but they seem ready to play uh, when their number's called. Um, and so I assume that that means that they're aware of what their roles are and that they're fairly uh, comfortable with them. Um, well, these are professionals. I think, right. And I think Aaron Holiday is a good soldier and he's going to take this, but you know he wants to be on the floor and, and he's earned it. So this is going to be, you know, 
maybe the toughest adjustment for him, um, with you know, along with anybody, because Lamb sort of knew that he was going to be the backup, right? Um, yeah. And he has shown an ability to get buckets in, you know, and he has been really good at deflecting the ball. I'm not sure how great a one-on-one defender he's been necessarily, um, but uh, he shows active hands and um, has done some really good work for us. Um, uh, And he's got the size that Aaron doesn't. So, I mean, I I get, you know, the fact that, you know, he's probably going to get those minutes at two, but, you know, I just wonder if there's another way to, Maybe put him at three, or you know, McConnell's been brilliant all season. Um, the way that he's been running this offense, high tempo, second unit offense, but he's slacked off the last couple games. I wonder if there's a chance to maybe split his minutes, you know, um, just to try to get Aaron at least on the floor for ten a game. Hmm. Yeah, this is this is difficult. I, you know, while I think. Well, Colson, I think you're right. Where the 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 team is, you know, whoever, you know, we've seen it a lot. Like you said, Jakar Sampson, all these guys. When they get their, their number gets called, they're up, they're ready to go, and they they do good work. But um, it's somebody like Aaron Holiday he seems to have a pretty high ceiling um, from what we can see, and it's just kind of waste of you know talent just sitting there at the end of the bench. You know, somebody who who could be uh, producing lots of good results you know he scored 20 plus points in games and now he's you know he's getting nothing um you know it's going to sow some discontent and also it's just it's just harmful in the uh you know the opportunity cost you miss by like not playing somebody like that it will be interesting to see what this team looks like depending on how long tj warren's out i mean uh, we're going to find out real fast what a big part of our success so far this season has been T.J. Warren's excellent play. I mean, Started every game for us. He has just been really excellent. Um, I, I, I had no idea how good a player he was going to be on both sides of the floor for us. and uh, I, I've been really impressed with him and sucks to see him go out. Um, you know, I, I mean, I guess if it has to happen, you know, maybe now's the time since, you know, there's so many moving parts anyway. But uh, just just a huge bummer, and hopefully he gets back quickly and we can start solidifying these rotations. Um, I, I don't know. It's just hard for me to believe that there's not, you know, at least, you know, six, seven minutes a game for Holiday and Holiday. <laughs> Right. As, <laughs> right, as well as as well as McConnell. I mean, McConnell's good. I understand why Nate likes him. You know, uh, he's the 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 better assist man of the two, probably. Um, and so he he runs, um, you know, an offense that makes sense to Nate. Um, but with all the other things that we have on the floor, you know, you got Vic who draws defenses and Domus who can handle most of the you know, point guard duties himself. Right. Um, you know, I just, I think you got to find time for him. He's just a really young, talented player. He works his butt off on defense. He makes stuff happens. He covers up for his teammates. Uh, I just, I really like the way Aaron Holiday approaches the game. And I, and I really do. I, you know, I've, I've sung the praises of this, you know, uh, earlier in the, the season, but that McConnell, uh, Aaron Holiday backcourt, I think is 
so fun to watch because they both move without the ball and then they move move a lot with the ball and it's constantly changing fly, you know sides of the floor and they're both willing passers and I just think that it it, it, it creates such problems for the opposing defense especially you know second units uh, yeah they're undersized but they're just moving all the time and um, it makes for really uh, fun basketball to watch and we tend to score pretty well we tend to force turnovers in that second unit and I think a lot of that has to do with those two guys together um, you know breaking that up seems maybe a little short-sighted I don't know um, the other player that we mentioned uh, at the top was Miles Turner uh, I, I'm not sure why I keep seeing this guy's name in, in the in the rumor uh, for trades um, I mean that only goes back four years I mean, it does. <laughs> He's always rumored to be on the block, but uh, this doesn't make sense to me. Like, can someone can someone explain this? To why this would make sense? I mean, our our you know we've got one through three. We're we got problems because we're too deep. Uh, we're trying. We're struggling to find minutes. Uh, when we lose a big guy, um, you know that's where we have some struggles. And trading away, unless you're getting a better big guy back. I mean, it's not even going to solve that problem because we're still going to be, you know, we don't have enough of them. So uh, what, can you explain to me why we would do that? Anybody? No. So what, uh, you know, I listened to a interview with, with Nate and, um, you know, he said that the guy that's had to sacrifice the most um, for uh, all of the new pieces coming in and for the ascendance of, of, Sabonis is Miles Turner. You know, um, he has moved from being, you know, they run a lot of action through the center position, and he was uh, pretty proficient at that. He was calling out the defenses, he was helping run um, the offense, um, you know, a lot of dribble handoffs and stuff like that. He can pop out for the, the three, and, and uh, you know, the, the game that Sabonis was out, what was that, two weeks ago, you know, uh, Miles Turner has like 24 and 16. You know, a lot of the way that we've designed this offense is is running stuff through the center. And what Miles Turner has become essentially is a safety valve three point shooter. You know, we don't I mean he just sits in the corner unless we're doing, you know, that pick and roll with him up top, which we rarely do with Sabonis in the game because um, you know, Sabonis is a better passer, uh, and and you know, tougher down low if you wanna um go with the pick and roll as opposed to the pick and pop. Um, you know, Sabonis um, has earned his all-star place, and I know that he and, and Miles Turner are very close, but you know Turner wanted to be an all-star this year, and if he was having the same touches, maybe he would be, right? So I think the reason his name is out there is because he's being underutilized in our offense, and um, you know we're paying him $18 million a year to be a, you know, a, a three-point specialist. Sure. Um, and so I think people are going, we could probably get that in a cheaper version or whatever, you know? Well, and to be clear, I, I'm not reading this as you making the argument that we should be trading Turner. And no, I think not that, at all. That, that you've hit on very much the point, which is that other teams from the outside looking in see that maybe he's being underutilized. And therefore, maybe there's an opening for them to get their hands on him, right? Yeah. Um, but if you're actually – I mean – 
that argument sort of revolves around, well, Miles Turner isn't getting his touches, so he's not happy here, right? right. Or he's not going to develop the way that he wants to develop, right? That That's sort of the crux of that argument. He can't be an all-star in this system the way we're using him. And, sort of and I'm just not sure that Miles Turner's development is worse here than on some other team, right? I mean, it, we are showing that we can develop big men with Damana Sabonis, right? If you really want to develop your game, play with another great big. We have minutes for both of these guys, right? There's a very good argument for keeping Miles Turner uh, for that very reason because it is a great place for him to develop his game. Um, so... Well, and you're right, Joe. You know, we had, uh, you know, when we have these injuries, uh, uh, you know, you, you start looking, well, okay, Goga Pataze, a rookie, is playing big minutes. Um, you know, Jakar Sampson's been a nice role player for us and really been ready to go. But outside of that, you're like, we have no other big guys. You know, when he mentioned, uh, and also when he misses games, um, our our interior defense is a sieve. I mean, they, people are just going to the basket. What he brings defensively to this team is. Uh, very obvious when he's not in the game. Um, and our lack of depth at big is very obvious when he's not in the game. So I'm not sure what that argument is outside of, yes, you're right. Maybe other teams perceive miles as unhappy. And I know he has, he has been unhappy. You know, they, they, they talk about, you know, everybody's trying to pat miles on the butt and thank him for his sacrifice because he has given up a lot. Um, but also winning, takes a lot out, you know, take, takes the sting out of that some. Um, and, you know, if he can continue to find ways to contribute, I think for me, I want the offense to be a little bit more creative with a high-low between Sabonis and Turner instead of just sticking Turner in the corner. You know, we tend to do the same stuff over and over again as opposed to adding wrinkles in that could really involve Miles Turner um, that would help him offensively, I think. Um, but you know, that's just me. They're both, they both like each other. They both can pass the basketball. I think they could do some stuff, fun stuff that way. Yeah. I mean, miles is just, he's not shown the flash of being an elite offensive player in the NBA. I mean, he's a heck of a shooter. I mean, he was shooting 45%. Yeah, but that's not enough to be an elite offensive player in the NBA. Sure. Um, yeah, no, I mean, he doesn't have a post game, um, you know, and that's an issue. Um, and, you know, I think the other issue, I think the other thing that probably people give him a hard time about is is his rebounding. Um, he's not, you know, our team right now is having a lot of trouble um, rebounding the basketball. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's pulling in, what, six a game? You know, it's not just on him, but, um, you know, I, I think it's also on... But he's a tall guy, so yeah. No, I mean it's you'd it's like, it's, it's you'd one like through to get five. Out of him, right? No, you're right. Sabonis is is the only one that you can be like, you know what? You're doing as much as you can. You're pulling <laughs> down 13 boards a game. You're good. Um, but everybody else, you would like to get, you know, rebound more. You know, one or more two a game. Uh, you know, and and um, you know, if I think if Turn was up around nine boards a game, people would probably back off him a little bit. Well, um, and maybe you'd see less. If he trade was scoring thirty rumors. points a game, that's probably also true. Or maybe he was getting ten. <laughs> also true. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, I, I still think that he's got a ton of upside, though. And, and you know, if you're another team, you know, I, I don't know what you're really offering this guy, right? And I'm sure that there's lots of calls coming in to, to Pritchard at all, but um, 
I, I don't think that they're really seriously entertaining it this year. It doesn't make any sense for our franchise right now. I agree that it doesn't make any sense. We could just get something. I mean, if, if somebody wants to give us Dame, hey, I, I'll take it. <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll but figure it out later. We'll figure it out later. We'll figure out the minutes later. But I just, I you know, it doesn't make sense. You know, we're not trading a guy for Kyle Kuzma. We're not trading him for Kevin Love, right? right? So... It, it's a wrap this year, and I'm happy. You know, I, I think this is a great place for Miles Turner. I love what he brings to this team, and he's going to continue to get better. And you know, Domus has been so good that, that you know, I, I, I imagine that's a tough thing for Miles, right? Because Domus has been so so good. Um, yeah, but he's got a place in this franchise. We we, we love this kid. I think he definitely does too. I mean, the kind of skill set that you would be wanting for that position is somebody who can shoot threes, somebody who can spread the floor, somebody who can block shots. You know, I mean, you can't just go out and get that. We Seven have a foot three and D guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not a it's bad not thing, nothing. right? <laughs> and um, you know, and and I and I do feel bad for him that he's he's had to take a back seat um, offensively, um, but I just don't know. You know, if you're saying trading him is a good idea. I'm not sure what you want back. And second of all, you know, Pritchard has not really done a lot of midseason trades. Uh, he tends to kind of try to see how this thing plays out. Um, and, and we're getting a depot back. I think it's, it just seems like too much upheaval and I really hope yeah. nothing happens. I, and I don't Ch- expect Chad Buchanan and, and, and Pritchard, I, they don't have any designs on this. This is, this is the regular trade deadline you know, it, it wouldn't be the trade deadline if people weren't talking about trading Miles Turner and Kevin Love. Like that is the right. definition of February in the NBA. So don't worry, Joey. You're not going to lose okay. your beloved uh, shot blocking, three point shooting, Miles Turner. Well, good. Yeah, because I was like, I don't. What, what are you going to get back? Like, what? what uh, yeah, there's very few things that I could even get back that I would be more excited about than Miles Turner. Yeah, I'm with and all of those things are things that. Trades that no one would do, right? Right. The trade machine just laughed. Yeah, the trade, the trade machine <laughs> sent back just an said, error message. It just said LOL. <laughs> All right. Kevin got right. moved though. This is finally the year, Colson. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's done everything he can to piss off the organization. Boy, he has he? Yeah. Um, he just yells at coaches and stops <laughs> and playing GMs. hard on the floor. Yeah, and GMs, and he just he uh, he is doing everything he can to be traded. I think he's really driven down his his uh, trade value, probably does he because care? he just wants gone. Yeah. Well, but will the Cavs be willing to trade him for you know ten cents on the dollar? Will they be willing to put up with him for another six months? <laughs> uh, where's he going? Who who needs him? Who Lakers. thinks he's the last piece? Yeah, it uh, it's a non-zero chance that they try and figure out uh, a Lakers deal for that guy. That would uh, be the, pretty the, amazing. The Clippers could probably use a uh, another big, although um, shot blocking is something that they need. So. Right, and Harold might have to be involved in that trade, so that'd be tough. Well, they're, they're, yeah, they have been talking about trading Harrell, um, or maybe, or or the media has been talking about how he's a trade. <laughs> yeah. Again, I don't know how much these teams are actually saying this stuff. Yeah. Um, well, maybe maybe here's your three way trade: Love to Portland, Whiteside to L.A., Clippers, and then 
uh, Harold to to the Cavs if they could somehow make that money work. That might make sense. Hmm. Or you could use Kuzma instead in the other LA squad, right? I mean, there may be a three team trade there that works out for those guys. Okay, you're just ready to get uh, uh, Love back on Portland or to to his hometown of Portland, right? I, I mean, whatever. <laughs> if they can make Kevin, if they can make Carmelo Anthony happy, maybe they can make Kevin Love happy too. <laughs> Fair enough. They need They're something. Magic in the water over there. They need something. That's for sure. Twenty and twenty-seven. They need some help. Well, or they just need Lillard to keep averaging fifty. <laughs> sure, that would be helpful. They just ask him to score seventy, and they would almost never lose. That is true. Seems fair. He could. He. I'm. I'm. I'm not going to put it past him. No, it's going to shorten his career substantially, though. I don't <laughs> yeah. want that. All right, gentlemen, let's take a quick break now that we've solved all those problems. Uh, <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Take five. Put put your feet up. You did you did good work. So uh, don't trade Miles Turner. Um, try to give him some more offensive looks uh, and make sure we get Aaron Holiday more more minutes. Yeah. That's what we came up with. Those aren't bad bad things. Yeah. Aaron let's Justin on, and Thomas on the floor together for at least Seven minutes a game. I would love that. Yeah. Okay. All right, coach, you got it. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, Nate listens to the pot. We've uh, we've had some good suggestions before. No, I yeah, feel like he they were yeah. ignored. <laughs> She like it's cool as whatever I pour the bullet on ice And ain't no mask of vendettas I gotta focus on this But you can call me whenever I got a feeling like We keep out of water from seven And that's a merely for Philly I had a baddie at 15 Left for the party at 16 Right when I made it to Indian What's my name was the video Wasn't planning to stay But it's all good baby Hit a little vacation Any city we go What's the plan baby All you ever wanted was to get a tan baby We could lay in the sand for hours baby Nowadays I'm just hoping that you call baby I'm just, I'm just hoping that you call, baby. I'm just hoping that you call, baby. I've been wondering who you're calling. I don't wanna know, oh, 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 who's taking you home, oh, 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 who's loving you, oh, 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 the way I used to love you. I don't wanna know, oh, 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 who's taking you home, oh, 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 baby. I don't wanna know the way I used to love you. Why you gotta make it hard on me, baby? Why you always trying to stop something lately? You've been on my mind, I don't even mind. You don't ever call, you don't need to lie, woo. Selfies all the time, I know where to find you. Always on your phone, should be on your ground, boo. I know you've seen the text, go and hit reply to. Why I wrote the song, but it ain't really about you. I wouldn't change a thing about you, baby. That's why you drive me crazy, I gotta go, you late. You wanna argue, great. You got some time, let's stay. That's why you need a break, you need to sit I'll pay. I know they say they will listen, I know this life is the mission. I do it all for the city, but loving you is a mystery. I can show you the scenery when you visit in May, but rather make it official than every day. Is I don't wanna know, oh, 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 who's taking you home, oh, oh, oh. 
We are back from the break. Uh, let's uh, move on to the next half with an un. Uh, what are we doing? Stat of the strike you, action. You're in. You're in charge, buddy. We'll do whatever you strike, want. Let's tr- strike everything I said. <laughs> we are back from the break. Now it's time for my stat of the week. Joey, stat of the week. This week, gentlemen, you know where my allegiances lie, and I think it's at time that we talk about Lane Stevenson again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's been too long. <laughs> it has been too long. He is out of the NBA for now, uh, but he's still alive and playing some ball. He's in China. Um, I just want to let you know that uh, he's he's averaging 26 points, 7.5 rebounds, and 4.3 assists. So that's, uh, that's some pretty good numbers. It's solid numbers. Uh, yeah. Do we have his shooting Maybe. percentage? Uh, let me see if I can grab that here. <laughs> He is playing for the Flying Leopards, and he shoot Ooh. his field goal percentage is fifty-two percent. Wow, wow! I'm I'm surprised his uh, assist numbers aren't higher. He was always a flashy <laughs> passer. Sorry, he was a flashy passer, Sorry. but uh, <laughs> maybe maybe yep. his uh, teammates aren't uh, finishing for him. Yeah, yeah. And I think the defensive guys are all like six twos. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> So, like, uh, maybe I'll just go ahead and score this yeah, one. Yeah, just dunk this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His three-point percentage is up a little bit, I think, from, from where it had been. He's up a little over 30%. It starts with a three. We like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's no good. Doubt. As far as the international three-point line, it should be up. I bet it is, yeah. So, uh, Do they have the trapezoidal lane and stuff? And can you um, – offensive uh, basket interference and all that? I think they changed the trapezoid lane. Okay. Um, but I do remember some pretty awesome uh, uh, basket interference baskets. Yeah. You just go up there and just slam it home. You, uh, you flying care. leopard all over their faces. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's what you do. That's uh, what I you be- do. I bet Lance doesn't have a cool uh, Chinese nickname like Sheep Bag Rat. Yeah, he probably doesn't have that. Um, but we still miss you, Lance. Um, hopefully, you'll uh, you'll get back. We got a shout out during the Bulls game because they were showing uh, Demonis Sabonis's triple double machinery, and uh, yeah. it was like that the the quiz question was you know who else has gotten multiple triple dubs in a season or something, and he had gotten three in a season, I think. Yeah. You know, he was almost an all-star. Do you guys remember that video he made? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it was How so could beautiful. I forget? That was a beautiful video. <laughs> Do you watch that before you go to bed, Joey, every night? <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's right right after I wake up to get me in the right mindset. I was going to say, yeah, it'll keep you up all night. So excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I want to kick some ass in my dreams, I'll, I will watch it before I go to sleep, though. <laughs> Makes sense. Checks out. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Mitchie Lance, hoping you get back in the league. Richard, if you're listening, 26 points a game. You could use that coming off your uh, your bench. <laughs> yeah, we need more guards right now. That'd be great. Yeah, we need more guards. Hey, he's what, whatever he four. Oh yeah, he can he can you can play whatever you want. Small ball whatever five. You want. <laughs> in today's league, I don't know. Anything's possible. Half man, half panda. 
<laughs> Half right, leopard, we, I think, maybe. Yeah. We played this uh, a little bit last week. Harper, you were not you were not here, so uh, I want to give you an option, or an opportunity to to play the game. Uh, my brother gave me a box of old basketball cards, and um, they're all in the late '90s era. Uh, we still have a good name for the game, which is why I found out to, today there's a stipulation, there's a dependency. If uh, if there's no name for the game, there will be no jingle. Mm. So. So fans, uh, send in your suggestions, see if we can get a cool name, and then we get a cool jingle. So I'm uh, going through these old basketball cards, and I'm reading off uh, reading off the back to see if you guys can figure out who this player is. Uh, it's a cooperative game, because this, this can be difficult. Uh, but the first one we got here, this... Gentlemen scored a career-high 43 points in Miami, Ohio's 59-58 win over Washington in the 1999 NCAA tournament's first round. His 43 points were 72.9% of his team's total in NCAA tournament record. Wow. The T-Wolves, and Kevin Garnett in particular, should greatly benefit from his long-distance touch. believe that's Kevin Love, no? It is not. Mm. Mm. That's a really good guess. Where did he go? Kevin Love? Yeah. I mean, he was drafted by Minnesota. Yeah. Where did he go to college, though? Oh. Hmm. Not Miami of Ohio. Apparently not. Okay, <clears throat> so this is 2000. He's coming in the league? He, uh, <clears throat> 99. 99. Ooh, lockout yeah. year. Uh, shh. Yeah, that was a long time ago. It's too too long for even Kevin Love's old ass. Yeah, so I'm trying to think. Steph Marbury was already on the was on the team before that, right? Would have been my next guess. So he was in the league for about ten years. What about TB? No, he was already there. He was already around. Yeah, wasn't he? Yeah. Or did he was or did or did. When we were in college, you're right. Yeah. yeah. The majority of his time um, was at Minnesota, but then he got moved to Boston, mm. uh, played a season in Seattle, and ended in Cleveland. Why does everybody end in Cleveland? Good players go, go to die. die. <laughs> oh, we can get this. Uh, oh, man. Uh, so his career, somebody scored his career totals: fourteen point one points per game, uh, four rebounds a game, and two point four assists. Wow. Uh, he's a small forward. I was figuring, but oh, you know what? It's it's freaking Wally Zerbiak. Uh, Zerbiak. Wally Zerbiak. You got it. Uh, of course, he is so Miami of Ohio. I know. Like, I was like, it's got to uh, be some goofy white dude. Uh, I was just too late. Oh man, God! Did Kevin Garnett hate his ass? Oh, he, I, so did I. <laughs> Didn't they get in like fistfights and stuff in practice? Well, fistfights, an overstatement. I mean, Kevin Garnett hit him in the face. That's not a fight. <laughs> <laughs> Wally Zerbiak, God, should have had that he one lasted, earlier. He lasted ten years in the league. Yeah, yeah. People were super high on Zerbiak. For a while. I don't remember him in Boston. I do remember him in Cleveland, though. It was a r- very short oh, period okay. of time. All right. 
All right, good job, guys. It was a Timberwolf, so you got a home court advantage on that. Yeah, one. we did. All right, next one up. <clears throat> this one, this one. I feel, I, I feel like you guys can get this one. Uh, all right, so this player was named 1998-1999 second team All America by AP as a junior in only in his only season of Division One competition. He is also the only player to lead two unbeaten teams. Whoa. Uh, San Jacinto, 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 Texas, in 1996-97, and Allegheny, Maryland, in 97-98, in the National Junior College Championship Tournament. Two undefeated teams. So, he was drafted by the Grizzlies, but I... Don't believe he played for them. Okay. His career started for the first five seasons in Houston. Uh, and you're yeah. saying this is, uh, he was drafted in 99 or 2000. Uh, 90, 98. 98. 90, I'm sorry, 99. You're right. 99. And you said yeah, that the collegiate team was Maryland, the D1 team? Uh, Maryland. Yeah, Maryland. And, and so he also won a junior college championship. Um, in for Yan- San Jacinto. The only Maryland player I know is Steve Blake, and that's not him. Hmm. I, I, my Terrapin he, knowledge he is played, pretty he, thin. He, he played for... Um, didn't Steve Blake play for Houston, though? Probably yeah. at some point. He played for everybody, didn't he? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, 99 Rockets. Yep. He's a sh- uh, point guard and shooting guard. Uh, Rafer Alston. I like your optimism, but no. <laughs> <laughs> bit of a score is a uh, career average: eighteen point one points, uh, rebounds five point six, and six assists per game. Uh, Steve Francis. There you mm-hmm. go. Got him. Nice. So a lot of these guys, Stevie I can't give franchise. you their nicknames. Had a Steve. Well, it's like I can't. Uh, yeah, you did have the Steve. I can't give you their their nicknames because yeah, his his nickname is Stevie Franchise and uh, Wally Zerbiak's is Wally World. So <laughs> yeah, um, that's not helping, right? I bet basketball reference too much. has some deep nicknames that we've never heard of. Right. <laughs> well, that's good. We're two for two. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna. Let's see if we can. Uh, up the difficulty on this one. Uh-oh. Well, you know, it's funny. All the uh, the listeners at home that are like that watch college basketball are just like, you guys are freaking oh, idiots. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I don't watch college basketball. I watch no college basketball, and like the nadir of me watching NBA basketball was probably <laughs> from like ninety nine to two thousand three. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I have no idea Perfect. what happened in those years. Perfect. All right. This one. Another Houston Rocket. But he's the only player in the history of the Western Athletic Conference to, to tally at least 1,800 points, 1,000 boards, and 200 career blocks. He led New Mexico to its best four-year record in school history, 102 and 30 in four years, and including four trips to the NCAA tournament. He placed 14th in the nation in rebounds in 98-99. Wow. Um, I'm guessing you that was not enough for you. So I'll give you some more information. Uh, he's a power forward. Uh, got that. 
So he played in the NBA from 99 to 2010. Uh, first stint was with the Rockets for uh, four years. Moved to Philly and finished up with Sacramento in the last six years of his career. Marion? Nope. Uh, his career totals 9.3 points per game, mm. uh, almost seven boards a game, and an assist and a half uh, per game. Uh, Devin Ham. No, he played for Milwaukee. Middle name is Cornelius. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't actually meant to. to <laughs> Cole's like, like, oh. Well, no, I just mastered every thinking, NBA player's middle name since 1995. That's uh, <laughs> Corliss Williamson is what you made me think of, but okay, that's not 22nd pick in the in the 1999 draft. Oof. Oh, oh, uh, oh, man! He no. was only one of 11 players to average a double double for the 0304 season. Okay, his when he moved to the Kings. Uh, that deal sent Chris Webber to Philadelphia. God, I forgot what? Chris Webber was in Philadelphia. Yeah, was he in Philadelphia? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say yes. <laughs> got nothing? Nah, I don't got it. All right. The answer is Kenny Thomas. Okay. Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm aware that he existed. Yeah. He was in the league for 10 years. Yeah, I know. He averaged a double-double one season, huh? Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. I'll be honest. In my head, he was a Nick. Hmm. Crappy okay. power forward. They're, they're all consigned to Nicks in my head now. <laughs> oh, if you, if <laughs> all you played power the power forwards. forward position. You have become a Nick. Uh, All right. All right. Two and one, though. That's a pretty good week for you guys. That one was tough. Well, I, ha- I, hate, uh, end- I hate ending on, a, on a, a bad note. Can you give us an easy one? Uh, yeah, I could, I could do that. For, for you, I could do that. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Here, here's a good one. Okay. Uh, as an ace scorer and a ball thief, he was twice tabbed. He was twice tabbed Mid-American Conference Player of the Year. He ranks second on the NCAA's all-time steals list and is a top scorer in MAC history. He was a member of the 1997 U.S. World University Games team. So this, uh, this gentleman played for the, uh, the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, he's got a very unique name. Um, he uh, small forward, shooting guard. Uh, his career, you know, about the first half of it or so was was in Portland. Um, he came into the 98-99 season. Uh, 12.1 points per game, uh, 4.5 rebounds a game, 2 assists per game. Uh, Jerome Kersey. No, sir. Ah. Um, after Portland, he moved on to Memphis for two seasons. Uh, Sacramento, uh, Houston, it ended with the New Orleans Hornets in 2008. But I think he was. I think I, I most associate him with the uh, the Trailblazers myself. Um, Sorry, where did he play his college ball? Um, he played. Was it Ball State? Bonzi Wells. 
There you go. It's Bonzi. Nice Mills. work, Harper. That's why we work together. <laughs> Bonzi. I was a big Bonzi fan back in the day. Greg, Greg went to a uh, friend of the show, Greg Wario. Yeah. Ball State, Ball State alum. Uh, Bonzi was part of the uh, Jailblazers, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rashid Wallace on that team. There were, yep. there were some original. Uh, I feel like they had Arvidas on that team. They had unusual <laughs> names on that. They had Pip in there for yeah. a while. Stacy Ogman was on that team. Yep, yep. Well, yes, from uh, from Muncie. Yep, hometown hero? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> Question mark? All right. Nice work. I feel yeah, we I feel better about that. I, I like leaving on a on a win. All right. Colson, do you have an under Google for us this week? Oh, are we doing under Googleables? That was the plan. Super excited. Um, you told us we had to, sir. You <laughs> said, said, said we signed up for it. In the end, it's going to be better and more true than Google can give you. I do. Um, so this week, uh, it probably is an actual undegoogleables, but I was thinking about this. <clears throat> My folks were uh, getting ready to go uh, on a, a road trip. They're going to Florida and... Um, I was helping them get together the Garmin because they, they don't like using their phones um, and they sometimes lose reception and whatnot. So, and um, I was thinking to myself, I don't know how, I don't remember how I got around before um, cell phones. And um, I know we had atlases and stuff. Um <laughs> And I know we had maps, but I'm thinking about this. Like, I have my phone on me at all times. It was even like you had an atlas get... in your car. <laughs> I did. I had an atlas and a map in my car at all times. And, and like, I even use my, my, uh, my phone to get to Joey's house, even though I know where he lives now. So um, I just want you guys to see if you can remember how you got places before we had cell phones. Well, so I heard this thing recently, and I hadn't really... I didn't know this was a thing, um, but yeah, you know, I, I was telling someone on one of the coasts, like you know, I'm I'm terrible at directions. I've always been terrible at directions. They're like, yeah, you're from the Midwest. I was like, is that is that a thing? People from the Midwest are terrible at directions. Hmm. And I was thinking about it, and you know, we're super spread out. We have like grid streets. Like you don't actually need to know where you are <laughs> on hmm. some level, right? Because you've got numbers on one side. And then right. um, names on the other. Right. If you're in a confusing old city like Boston, you had to actually learn where crap was. Right. Sure. Because nothing makes sense. And we got lost yeah. walking around that place. Right. We did. For now, sure. granted, we're both from the Midwest. So, <laughs> <laughs> Joey, uh, I mean, I was thinking about this story about the time that we went to Vancouver and you made me in charge of the maps. And Joey. I had spent. I poured over the maps for weeks before we left, Mm. and I still got us incredibly lost at 5 a.m. Well, uh, I mean, for the most part, I remember, you know, if I was going, if I, I mean, first of all, I just remembered things better because I knew I needed to. Yeah. You know, now, now I just, you know, you know, for example, this is totally normal is last night, uh, 
Catherine and I went somewhere we we'd not been before, and somebody texts you an address, you know, three minutes before you leave, you tap it on your phone and you've got directions. You just go. You don't even think about it. Yeah, um, I waste but, zero mental energy on directions yeah, yeah, yeah. or even just turn really your brain knowing off. where the hell I am. Yeah. Oh no, there's no reason. If you have a smartphone with you, it's got GPS. It does not matter. So back back then, you, you didn't have any of that. Uh, you know, pre-smartphone, you didn't have any of those things. So, you know, I, I uh, you know, I got to know the area around me very well. Um, and then, but the problem was once you get outside of that area, um, you know, it, it, and this was Jason. Um, was involved with this one many years ago, but I, you know, I grew up on the south side of Indy, and um, he was trying to. Uh, they were he, he and some friends were coming down to see me. This was when we were in college, and uh, Meridian on the north side is is Keystone, and Meridian on the south side is is State Road One Thirty Five. And I, you know, I gave him I just verbally gave him directions like, "Here's what you do," and then turn this way on Meridian, and and. Uh, what it ended up doing was was sending him uh, down to Franklin or Whiteland or something, uh, <laughs> well past where he was supposed to be, mm-hmm. and I was so confused. Uh, so the mistakes were made. I, that is something that that happened. Um, uh, but yeah, have, having uh, having a map uh, of you know if you're going on a, on a longer trip, you know, out of the state. Um, I mean, I just had like a you know a, a good like a book map of or a, you know a good map of the state that I was going to be in for the highways um you know involved talking to people which is something I know we all try to avoid these days uh, sure so you'd stop and ask directions yeah cuz once you basically <clears throat> can figure out where you were on the map then you know you could if you could you know figure out where you were on on the map that you had in your hand and say all right we need to go east or west or whatever whichever direction you need to go um, so I feel like this was the primary reason that everybody was a AAA member prior to something. Yeah. Right. Because you tell them that you were going somewhere and they would print this book for you with like flip pages. Yeah. That showed you directions. Right. Mm, I, remember I do those, remember yeah. that. Yeah. And they had, they that was had super yeah, it's like clutch. That's start super to useful. finish, start to finish. Here's every road you need to like highway. At least you need to take to get there. And they broke it uh, down like by step. So if you missed something, oh yeah, you had a greater chance of figuring it out because it wasn't like it's not like they were just throwing a highlighter on a map. It was like a you know eight inches tall by like three inches freaking flip. And these things don't have like I, I remember driving out to like Colorado or something. When I was a kid. This thing had like forty pages in it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It was like every turn was its own page, mm. um, and told you how many miles were in between. Like it, it was GPS before GPS, right? Like it was giving you where you needed to, you know, exactly what interchange you needed to be on every single step by step direction. Um, without that, yeah, um, I, I don't know how anyone would have gotten anywhere because well, you're right, Joey. I think you knew your immediate area, but right. once you got outside of that, things got pretty shaky pretty quick. Yeah, my uh, the joke about me, at least in high school, was that I could get anywhere in the city as long as I, I went from my parents' house first. Mm-hmm. So if I was on one side of the city and needed to get even somewhere on the same side of the city, I'd have to drive all the way back to my parents' house to get myself oriented to be able to go back to, some, to somebody else's house or whatever. Um, and, I mean, that's just crazy. When you think about it, like somebody calls you up and you're like, hey, let's hang out. And they're like, I'm, I live on... 
59th and whatever Talbot or whatever. And you're like, I don't know what any of that means. And then somehow you were able to figure out how to get there. That's just crazy to me. I don't know how we did well, it. There, there was a lot of, you know, it's like, oh, you, do you know where, do you know where this street yeah, is? That, okay, that's yeah, that's what yeah. happened, right? It was like, it's yeah. between, you know, Kessler and Keystone or mm. 54th and Kessler or whatever it is, right? It's like. Yeah, but, you need, yeah. Th- people knew exit numbers a lot off the interstate. They'd be like, yeah, you know, take the interstate to this exit number. Now we just, it just tells us to get off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There was a short period of time when, um, when I would like go to what was the uh, there was a map you know a map website um, map quest uh, Google, Google map quest oh, you'd, yeah. you'd map quest yep. it before Google Maps you would print you know you same thing you just type it's it AAA. in and you print yeah, yeah. print the whole uh, thing print, out yeah. yeah you print that print that out um, that was for, you know for a couple of years um, and that was you know doable but you still have the same problem as once you you get lost or get yeah, off. Once that you get lost, you're track. lost. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming we lost a lot of good people that. <laughs> so the, the other thing about being in the Midwest, which is why I, I, I actually think that people in the Midwest are, are so bad at ordinal direct. Like if you go to the East coast, people will tell you to like turn East and stuff. Like it's weird. Right. right? But right. they but they have actual like landmarks. You know what I mean? To orient themselves at any particular time. Like, we're so flat. <laughs> yeah. And without landmarks that uh, I, I feel like that's part of the reason why we're, we're so bad. Like, I never know which way is north. If it weren't for my phone, I'd, I'd be completely hosed. I'd be I'm lost a, I'm 100% actually, of the time. I'm not bad. I'm, I'm pretty good at that kind of stuff. But, I, I mean. Or we just relied. Know. We relied on people like Jason, who has an incredible like internal sense of direction. Some right? people just have it. It's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. And so basically if I got lost, I'd just like call Jason. <laughs> just stop at a payphone. Well, that's like, the thing. You'd have to stop at a payphone in some shady neighborhood. That's right. That's right. In the hopes that someone's near their landline. And <laughs> the hope that you had quarters on you. Or they had a pager so you could page them. <laughs> the other um the thing was in Indy, yeah. I mean, Indy is is in other cities too. Uh, DC is like this, and lots of cities do have a nice grid, uh, but some don't. Like I, I lived in Cincinnati for several years, and it is not like that. The downtown is like that, but outside of that, is you know, it's a hilly area. It's near the river, and, and uh, I, I couldn't find my way around yeah. that place. I close. I did the same thing. I had to go home. I was like, all right, I know. I'm going from this place that I know how to get to, and this place I was like, I got to go home first because that's the only way I can do it. Because nothing made sense to me because all the roads were so windy, and you know. And then later you'd look on a map and you're like, I, I was two minutes from the, the other place, but there's no way you would know that, or no way I would know that at least. And the roads' names would change, like, oh, <laughs> what's yeah. that? No, I, like, actually, it's funny. For I was like driving, no reason. I was driving the airport the other day, and I was going down Kessler, and it turns into 56, and Kessler, like, like actually directly yeah. changes. Goes, and I remember that south. used to be a big deal when you gave people directions, you know, to the airport or whatever. <laughs> but now oh, it's yeah. just like, oh, you just follow your GPS, and it doesn't matter. Right. There's, there's that SNL skit called The Californians. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Basically, the whole shtick is that 100% of Californian conversation is about how to get to places 
What's the fastest, most efficient interstate exactly, to take? Because right? yeah. it's a confusing place to begin with. There's tons of traffic. Like, yeah. their entire mental, you know, state is just totally obsessed with like traffic, right? And how to get. Yeah, I, I, get, I mean, I guess that ultimately is maybe that's the answer, right? We just spend a lot more mental energy on trying to figure out how to get from one place to the other. So much. Yeah. And now yeah. I, I spend zero mental energy. Oh, it's none. Yeah. I, I I don't think twice about going to a city I've never been to right. and going to a place that I've never heard of. No. Like, I need a name or an address and I'm there. It's That's not what, a big deal. You, you know, we used to stop. It's funny because my mom will still do this when we're on road trips. Like, she'll want to, she wants to stop at the visitor center. Because that's what she did her entire life. Because that's where you get the map to understand what the city is. <laughs> now it's like, why are we going to the visitor center? Yeah. There's nothing there for me except maybe a bathroom. Yeah. You know, uh, no, it's crazy. Big Sky two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, and from Boise, this is like a seven-hour drive. My my pre-planning boiled down to like five minutes. I looked at the Google Map, then I looked <laughs> at the Waze Map. Then I looked at the weather predictions and I just made sure that they were all on the same page. And mm-hmm. then I left my house and I drove for seven hours. I had no idea where the flip I was. Right. I mean, but it knew exactly when you were going to get there. I should have been times. the Donner party. I mean, yeah, no, from the second I left my house to the second I got there, I mean, ways and Google were off by like six minutes and there was yeah. a snowstorm. Like it's amazing. <laughs> It is amazing. You're right. It should have been the Donner Party. Yeah, you used to tell people, like, I'll be there sometime between, you know, five and midnight, you know, because mm-hmm. you just don't know anything. Depending on how lost I get between here and there. Because <laughs> I'm just going to, I need to factor that in. Yeah. May have to hunt at some point to stay alive. <laughs> I remember we when we, we did the uh, Undebitacon in Texas. I think that was the one. Yeah. We were driving... Uh, Thank we you were driving again, Joey, north. for driving in that crap. Oh show. yeah, it was crazy. But we were driving from San Antonio to OKC, uh, baby. OKC. OKC. Yeah, OKC. And at some point, you know, I was using the GPS at the time, of course. And uh, at some point, it's just like exit here. I'm like, okay, like here. Even though I was supposed to be going, I was supposed to be going north for the next, you know, four hours. And it's like, get off here. And it's like, okay. And then sure enough. Uh, we get off the highway and about uh, you know quarter mile ahead is this huge backup, uh, and it just sends us down state roads somewhere to to you know get around this enormous you know accident that had piled you know backed up for miles and miles and miles and you know I just said yes yeah, okay computer I'll, I'll do that yeah seriously tell me what to do <laughs> I will do it I don't know and the thing about it is you never actually know whether it's better or not because you never took mm. the other path right right. Mm. That one I could actually see, so it was nice. Uh, I was like, oh, okay. In the limited instances where someone made the other decision or you could physically right. see it, turns out right. the computer's always right. And uh, I, uh, you know, I bow to our future robot overlords. <laughs> Without a doubt. Um, the, the only thing that uh, still gets me is um, Google hasn't figured out that you're willing to walk across the street. So like if you it, when you put in an address it wants you to be exactly you know especially when you're taking an Uber or whatever and there's like one-way streets and it has to go all the way around and take this time uh once once Google has figured out that I've no problem walking across the street to get to a place I'll know that they've won until then you're, you're, you're not far off brother <laughs> yeah 
Are there crosswalks on these streets? Maybe it just doesn't want you to get hurt. That's true. It's protecting Thanks. you Maybe from you're... yourself, Colson. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to encourage you uh, jaywalking. No. Right. Well, uh, thanks. That was a silly question. It's really undegoogleable, but I just, it blows my mind that we used to live in a world where we spent enormous amounts of mental energy on trying to figure out how to get from one place to another. And now, like Harper said, you take, spend five minutes and then you can be across country in no time without worrying about a thing. I, you, could, you could listen to this pod the entire time. I remember a thing when I was a kid, like when you got into a city, you had to turn off the radio so that you could think. And figure stuff watch out. Signs because signage was so important. It's so important. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, signage is usually uh, terrible, and 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 that's why people get lost because there's yeah. just not. You know, oh god. I mean, it probably depends on the person, but the short answer to your question is, I was lost then, and I'm still always lost now. <laughs> you just have a robot telling you where to go now. Uh, Joey knew where he was then and knows where he is now probably most of the time. Some people just have a crappy sense of direction. Maybe the the, the next under Google we can discuss what makes a good sense of direction in a new human, right? Like, mm, There you go. We need Jason, Jason for, that for, that for that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Does he have a true north in his body at all times? Mm. Yeah. Uh, his brain may have some like magnetic, you know, magnetometer yeah. or something that figures out true north for him. Yeah, lots of animals uh, do all sorts of crazy navigation. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, I feel like uh, Magnetometer should be his new nickname. JT's new nickname. That's pretty hardcore. <laughs> Magnetrometer. Did you say Magtrometer? Magnet, mag, magnetrometer? Is that right? Magnetometer? Magnetometer. I thought you were trying uh, to throw a trip in there. Magnetriplot. Oh. Magnetripometer. <laughs> Let's just call him Megatron. Okay? Megatron. <laughs> Pretty sure that one's been taken. Oh, nah. We've never worried about copyright infringement up until now. <laughs> Why start today? <laughs> All right, gentlemen. I think that should wrap it up for this show. Before we get sued. Yep we uh, we we hit our uh, we hit our mark. Um, We'd like to thank you for listening and spending so much time with us. And uh, we appreciate it if you hit us up on social media. We're uh, several places. We're on Twitter at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Um, if you type our name into a, a web search, uh, you will find us there. Um, if you can spend some a little bit of time to rate and or review us, it really helps new listeners find our show. Uh, and... You know, in your podcast player, you can share. You should just share an episode if you can send it to a Pazer fan in your life. Uh, it really helps spread the word. Um, we got T-shirts for sale on the website slash store. For our once and always coach, Bobby Sicklinard, now in the Hall of Fame. Turn out the lights. The party it's over. When are we getting that supercut of every every uh, song you've sung? Nobody wants that. That's not what I. That wasn't my question. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, do you remember that first uh, uh, first clip show I did? I overlaid oh, yeah. like twenty of them. Yeah, I think that's about as close as you're going to get. So if you want to go back okay. and listen to that, that was uh, I think extras five. <clears throat> okay. 
Yeah. Is it possible to, to lay enough together that it's good? <laughs> I mean, potentially. Potentially, I put all of the ones I've ever done together and suddenly, like, notes come out. Yeah. You know? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it through the mummy's voice that they that they redid this week. What'd it go? <laughs> what about... Uh... Yeah, no, outro. <laughs> It'd probably be better. (laughs) (laughs) For once and always coach, Bobby (laughs) Leonard. Oh, I think we made him mad. He's just staring. (laughs) Just staring at us. I hope his screen's frozen otherwise. I gotta watch my back the rest of the day. (laughs) Nope, you gotta watch your back. Luckily, you hear him coming, though. Turn out the lights. That's also his. That's also his like murder. He totally is. Party's over. (laughs) Yeah, enjoy the Super Bowl tonight, Harper. It's a fine line between humility and indifference. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Name of the pod, maybe? <laughs> <laughs>